Welcome to the Path to Inspiration podcast, daily content to remind you to inspire and be inspired. And this podcast is hosted by the founder of Path to Inspiration, Sebastian Grinko. Welcome to all. Today, I want to talk about a very interesting topic, at least a very interesting topic for me. And this topic is revolving around the subject of alcohol, more specifically, how meditation literally helped me quit drinking alcohol. Now, I've never been really addicted or dependent on alcohol. For most of our life, until I reached the years of 18, I never really liked the taste of alcohol. Even after I didn't, I never really liked the taste. And I'm half French, so I was <laughs> surrounded by alcohol, white wine, red wine, champagne, rosé, and all this kind of stuff, you know. And uh, my, my father is a big fan of wine and like most French people, I guess. And I would just taste it as a teenager and I would be almost repulsed by it, disgusted by it. But then I turned 18 and bear, bear in mind, through my teenage years, I was reading about Buddhism, etc. Like I, I was, um, I, I also went to Burma and became a monk for two weeks. So I was in the, my super religious, super Buddhist devout phase, right? Or at least I thought I was. So I was following the precept, the fifth precept of Buddhism, which is not to indulge in intoxicants, right? However, I had never really enjoyed alcohol, so it was not really that hard for me, that hard for me to not consume alcohol because I just didn't like the taste, to, to be honest, right? However, when me and my friends, me and my group of friends turned 18, we, <laughs> we discovered the magic of drinking alcohol. And by magic, I'm thinking not about the taste, I'm talking about the effects of being intoxicated and disinhibited and the fun and the carelessness that goes along with those states of minds and consciousness. So I really did enjoy it. And from the years of 18 to about 19 and a half, 19 and three quarter, I was indulging in alcohol a lot because it was fun and festive with my friends. And I just, loved it so much and it really created some issues when it comes to having relationship with uh, some people especially girlfriends and whatnot my friends were cool because like i was uh, one of the heaviest drinker in my group and the only thing the only thing sorry that would actually stop me from drinking alcohol would be the lack of money or i would just black out uh, there was either one or the other or both sometimes so it was really a fun time and i don't regret it by any means however i am really 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 happy to have decided not to indulge in alcohol anymore now i don't want to be uh, moralistic and self-righteous or anything of the nature however i do think that unfortunately alcohol 
gets too much of a pass compared to other drugs and intoxicants. Now, I'm not here to make a um, hierarchy on drugs and which are more nefarious and, and dangerous for your consciousness, your health and whatnot. However, I do think having indulged in some weed and some joints and whatnot, I do think, at least in my very humble opinion, that alcohol is is much more dangerous than smoking weed. And I, alcohol will never be illegal. I mean, it was before, but I'm guessing it will never be completely illegal. And even if it was illegal, people will find ways. You know, drugs are illegal, but people find ways to, con to indulge in drugs and things of that nature. But alcohol gets a pass because it's culturally accepted, especially in countries like France, where alcohol and, and sorry and wine is part of the culture, and it's a beautiful culture. Don't get me wrong. I was in Bangkok a, a few months ago, and I was talking to a bunch of people who were treating wine, and it was fascinating to call, to to hear about the culture of wine, especially coming from France. It was really interesting. However, I do. I do have to share with you that it, it is culturally accepted, but it's not something that is conducive to more wholesome behaviors. Let, let's be honest, most of the accidents when it comes to road accidents are due to alcohol. A lot of crimes are not caused by alcohol, but are facilitated because of the consumption of alcohol and I mean we all have had situation where if we had not indulged in alcohol the outcome would have been better and we can avoid a lot of situation just by not drinking alcohol and I'm not even and I'm talking about indirect negative consequences of drinking alcohol I'm not even talking about direct consequences of alcohol and I'm sorry to digress until I get back to the subject but it is it is it is uh, important nonetheless because I see my friends right now those who still drink alcohol most of them when we were 18 19 20 we could drink alcohol today and tomorrow we will deal with it and drink again we would be hungover but not to the degree to what, I, to, to what I'm seeing right now. My friends who are my age now are around 30, 33, 34, older. They, they go crazy on the weekends, but they, have, they need a whole week to recover from it. And after a week, they just indulge in it again. It's a vicious cycle. So you're pretty much always drinking and recovering, drinking and recovering. And even aesthetically, you know, I mean, it's not the most important thing in life, but still, you know, if you look unhealthy, it's not, it's not a nice sight. Yeah, puffy, puffy cheeks, red cheeks, or sorry, red skin, dry skin, the belly for guys, you know, beer, beer belly, is, is it, that's what they call it, right? Something like that. So, yeah, I, I think there should be more education when it comes to alcohol and if you are a man, especially, you have to understand that when you drink alcohol, it does reduce your testosterone level because it increases your cortisol level and therefore reduces the testosterone, and therefore making you more fat and making, putting your immune um, 
system at risk and whatnot. So we do have to be careful. Be careful. I have friends who are around my age who have already, already a lot of liver problems. So it's not something to take lightly. But I digress, and I'm sorry about that. But I think it was I I I needed to share my opinion on alcohol for those of you who who will watch this video. I think it's important to for you guys to understand where I come from. But back to the main subject. So I was 18, 19, sorry, I was 19 and a half, and I went through a bout of depression. And at that time, I was drinking even more, not only drinking it with people, but by myself, because it was just a way to escape and the way to feel nonchalant and detached and callous to my situation, right? And I will make another video on why I was depressed, but for the purpose of this video, I will not go into details. I will just talk about the alcohol part of this uh, equation. So I was drinking and drinking with people, having fun, and I was drinking by myself, etc., etc. Because at that time I was not even living with my parents anymore. I was living with my girlfriend, so I had I was isolated from the people who could actually um, say something about it. And my girlfriend didn't know because we, because of my depression and my consumption of alcohol, she didn't even know that I was in this state of mind because she was not even talking to me because I pissed her off, you know. And she was justified. Don't get me wrong. She didn't she didn't do anything wrong. She was just unaware. And I made and I made I made sure that she was unaware and to push her away, subconsciously or not, by the way. So after a while. Um, the depression, the alcohol consumption, I, I went down a rabbit hole and I was not I was not down in the gutter, I was not dying or anything like that. But I was in a pretty bad state of mind and I was not going to school anymore. It is was my first year of business school and I was not I was the I think I was the only student who was not attending class. Even though it was a time where there was a lot of riots in, in France and the the, the the subway, the buses were were not uh were not, were not on anymore, they were not unavailable, they were not working, they were on strike, so... But even then, after that, I was still not going, so I was really the only one. And the director of my school complained, she called my mother, and she told her, just like, what the, what the fuck is going on? I mean, she didn't say it like this, but she said, she told my mother, why is he not coming to school? And my mother obviously was pissed off, because the tuition fee was not shit at all. And business school is... Uh, a choice I had made, nobody made the choice for me. I wanted to go to this particular business school, so she was completely furious and she did not understand. Then after she saw me and she understood and the director of my school, long story short, for those of you who have seen my video about how I spent three months in a meditation center, you might know more. And if you don't know, you can go refer to this video, I will not go into details, but I did spend three months in the meditation center after that in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, where I'm living right now. But that was 13 years ago. So after I talked to my parents, I talked to my director, we all decided kind of a consensual decision to for me to go in Thailand and spend some time in a meditation center because I was raised I don't like to use this word, but I was I was raised, I was almost raised as a Buddhist, or at least I was very, very close to the teachings of the Buddha most of my life. So they, my friend told me they deported me there. It was a funny way of, uh, of, uh, of putting it, but I 
really wanted to go. I had nothing to lose and I was about to turn 26 months after that. So it was the perfect time and no responsibility. Had the, all the time in the world to do this kind of thing. So this was perfect for me. And I went there and spent three months. And before I went there, I was in Singapore and my Singapore, Sorry, my cousin in Singapore, my elder cousin was known as a party animal and I could not wait because I had flown from Paris to Singapore before going to Thailand to Chiang Mai in Thailand. So I had like a, a two weeks transition buffer phase, if you will, to enjoy before uh, I went to the meditation center for three months. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to indulge as much as possible before I go to the meditation center. But the, however... At that time, his girlfriend's father passed away, so he was not able to take care of me, so I couldn't go drinking, I couldn't go out, and I loved to, at that time in, the, in Singapore, I mean, I, maybe, I mean, now it's COVID, but at that time in Singapore, they had like a bunch, uh, one or two clubs that were like in the top 20 uh, most famous clubs in the world and they were very happening so I was really looking forward to going there going clubbing before the meditation center right before going to Thailand but he, his girlfriend's father passed away so I was just by myself and I was staying with my grandmother so I didn't really have an opportunity to actually go drink and party which is eh, in hindsight is good it was I'm always better off then I went to Chiang Mai and I spent three months in the meditation center. And I it's so funny, I cannot necessarily remember it very clearly. But after I left the meditation center, I just I didn't really make like a decision. I didn't like close my eyes or say it out loud or went to the to the edge of the mountain and scream, I'm not drinking anymore, I'm quitting alcohol. I was just something that came natural. It was just natural for me. It's like, oh, I'm not going to drink anymore. Even as I'm saying this, and that was 13 years ago. I'm about to turn 33 in a few weeks. That was, yeah, 13, 14 years ago. I, I'm still in shock because it was not something I made, I worked on. It came so natural. And to be fair, I was not an alcoholic before that. I mean, to a certain extent, I was, but not compared to some people I know. I was not, I was still in control, but I was still pretty, in pretty bad shape. It's still something I, I never thought I would give up. And fast forward to 13 years later, I'm still not drinking, nor do I want to drink again. When I came back to France after the meditation center, my closest friends didn't believe that I would quit. That's how, how, how much of a drunkard I was. My friends didn't believe that I would last. They, told, they thought that after six months, after a few months, I would be drinking again. But I proved them wrong. <laughs> like, I remember one, there was another friend of mine and we were both in our group, the heaviest drinkers. Me and him we were always like competing to drink the most, so to speak. Not really, but we were drinking the most. We loved it so much. And he still loves it a lot. And he is the one who was reluctant to believe that I would last longer than a couple of months. But a couple of years went by and he's like, oh man, he's never, Sebastian is never gonna 
drink alcohol again and he was right I'm, I'm still not drinking and to be honest after I've traveled the world and lived in different countries and spent all my 20s without drinking I think it's honestly one of the greatest choice not the best but one of the greatest choice I made in my life I mean health wise financial wise like I don't think about it but my friends my friends who drink tell me this all the time. It's like, oh my god, you must save so much money. I don't, I don't realize it because I never check the prices of alcohol because I don't drink. I never spend for alcohol, so I'm not aware of it. But when I see, when I go um, to bars and clubs, I mean before, not now, but when I go out with my friends at restaurants, bars, lounges, nightclubs, and whatnot, and we share the bill, I'm like drinking water or Coca Cola. Or like uh, non-alcoholic cocktails even that is pretty rare and I see the difference is like I mean a, co a coke not coke huh? coke is much cheaper than like cocktails and bottles and beers and whatnot so yeah it does save you a lot of money but also it keeps you very healthy and for me who exercise a lot and do a lot of boxing the Thai boxing more specifically it's hard to do both at the same time and obviously this this is a, the story i wanted to share with you guys and it's not necessarily a story full with techniques and there's not even a moral to the story i'm just sharing what happened to me and when it comes to the mechanic that's why meditation is so important to me and to be fair i was immersed in meditate in a meditation center for three months i was meditating 12 to 18 hours a day so obviously I, it was a fast track to um, shifting my consciousness and why in hindsight now and through reading and my experience and what I've learned by myself and while practicing the while continuing the practice of meditation on a daily basis now I realized that I was why it came out it came so natural for me not to drink anymore it's because I was this person the drinking version of me the drinking Sebastian version was gone literally this was not part of my consciousness anymore and that is what the late great David Hawkins I know I refer to him a lot David Hawkins is amazing he wrote this amazing book letting go and in his book he wrote that when you start this process of letting go of meditating of surrendering your emotions and part of your consciousness identity etc whatever you want to call it personality characters they just they, a lot of them the, the bulk of the unwholesome will just fade away it will not be part of you anymore that's why it comes natural and it's hard for you to realize the progress you make and i made a video on progress in meditation a, a few weeks ago so you can go check it out but it's hard for you to, to understand what progress you have made and how you have changed because the part of you that you change is not part of you literally anymore. You, there's a shift in consciousness and this part has been destroyed and it's gone. You're a different person, literally. You, you know how they say that you cannot cross the same river twice? That's the same. And you deliberately change yourself. That's why it was so natural because the decision was not mine that's why a change you want in your life and your personality and your character does not come from willpower it comes from cooperating 
with your subconscious mind, either by meditation or with affirmation, visualization, all this kind of beautiful stuff. It's to changing the inside yourself, sorry, the limiting beliefs and the image you have of yourself. Because even if you go and say, I will not drink, your subconscious mind is still locked in in the belief that you are still a drink, someone who drinks, an alcoholic. So you can use all the willpower, but if you don't change the inside to begin with, you will always revert back to your, to your, um, to the personality because we are all slaves to our subconscious mind. So when you let go of a particular thing with affirmation or meditation or both, even better. So at that time, I let go of this unwholesome state of mind of being someone who drinks. And when I went out of the meditation center, that was three months. Three months before I was in Singapore, the only thing I wanted to go is go out and party and drink. I'm not even joking. And three months later, three and a half months later, I would not even want to drink anymore. Even now, I still don't want to drink. I don't want, and I, and I have no regrets when it comes to my drinking days because I didn't really do anything so bad. You know, I was just a stupid teenager having fun, right? But I'm, I'm very happy with my decision. And I encourage you guys not to stop drinking, but hopefully some of you um, are in a situation where you are on the edge and you feel that you want to quit drinking or even quitting drugs or any kind of addiction you have, porn, food, whatever, you have to understand that those things come effortlessly. And when I say effortlessly, it doesn't mean without effort. It means you don't force. You never want to force because willpower will only bring you so far. Why New Year's, New Year's resolution don't last long? Because this willpower is that I'm not going to do this anymore. You don't do this for, yes, one month, one time, but then what happens is like you fall down the bandwagon and you revert back to your, the backlash is even stronger. You have to change your identity. Like I used to smoke cigarettes because I, I gave up all those alcohol. I was not really into drugs. I mean, some weed, but I never really had experience with weed. When I, when I quit drinking alcohol, I quit doing weed as well, but I was never really a weed smoker. I didn't, I didn't have, most of my experience with weed were not that good. I had like maybe 1% of good experiences and 99% of bad experience. And all my friends were smoking at the time. So, you know, I mean like, for those of you who are in France or in the West, I mean like smoking weed is super common among amongst young people, younger generations, right? But like, I, I was not a big fan. Although when I was drinking, I used to mix both and it was amazing for five minutes and then I would like black out. That's one thing also that I forgot to mention just now. I used to black out a lot. And when I say black out, I really mean black out. Black out in, in a way that my friends had to bring me home. And the next day, my friends would tell me things I had done that I would not remember. And that's scary when you reach this level, when you black out. That's fucking scary because who knows what you're capable of doing and who knows what other people are capable of doing to you when you're in this state of mind. So we have to be careful of this kind of, of, this kind of behaviors. You never know, young or not, you know, you never know. Yeah, sometimes providence will save you even though you are completely fucked up, but you never know what can happen. So might as well have a discipline when it comes to alcohol. I'm not saying that all of you should quit drinking alcohol but i'm telling you guys that it was one of the greatest decisions one of the best decisions i made in my life and i can only hope that 
some of you might watch the video and be encouraged and be inspired to maybe limit your consumption of alcohol and change your self-image and destroy your limiting beliefs and go down a better path, a path I was about to say of righteousness, but it might sound a bit corny, but a, a path of wholesomeness and a more spiritual path and a healthier path at the very Thank you for listening. This was the Path to Inspiration podcast. For more information, go to pathtoinspiration.com for more content or sebgrinko.com for coaching.